I would try to summon demons out of the satanic Bible. I would read the names of different fallen angels and try to make contact. And I found myself in a place that I didn't want to be. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Anlay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about supernatural powers. Now, there's a lot of Americans who watch movies, and sometimes it can create that deep desire for supernatural powers. And there are many people who are wondering if there's power in the occult. Now, if there is power in the occult, where is this power coming from? And is it dangerous? We're going to have Derek Grosskirth explain that to us because he was in the occult of Satanism. And at first he fantasized about having these supernatural powers when he was younger. And then he found himself diving headfirst into discovering what the occult of Satanism could do for him until he reached the point of emptiness. Derek, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here with you. Yes, Derek, I'm so excited to hear about how you used to be a Satanist. Now, you were pretty heavily involved in all types of witchcraft, I understand. How did you get into all of this when you were younger? I understand it was something to do with having an absent father in your life. Yeah, definitely. As a child, as a teenager, having an identity crisis, looking for somewhere to belong, didn't really have that male figure in my life, that fatherly affirmation. So, Obviously, you see uh, people flocking to gangs and gang involvement and things like that, looking for a family, looking for somewhere where they belong. And that was definitely me. I was involved in gang activity and looking for love, looking for a family, looking for structure because I didn't have it in my life. And so I was involved in gang activity and was really a troubled teenager, which really over infatuated with the occult and just seeing different movies as a kid and seeing supernatural things happen in movies, Mm. people with special abilities and special powers to be able to either heal or cause destruction and inflict harm on people. For some reason, that piqued my interest so much just to think that there was something out there that was greater than myself that you can tap into some type of supernatural force. Mm. So watching a lot of like horror movies and supernatural movies, it just piqued my interest so much. And so as a teenager, I began to look into different books and look into different teachings that I found at the bookstore. And finding these books, I would read stuff that people would do to maybe bend fire or consult with angels and spirits and things like that. I think a part of me wanted it to be true, but I didn't know that it was. I thought it was just still something of fantasy that deep down I wanted to be Hmm. real, but it wasn't. And then just looking deeper and deeper into this stuff and meeting people who were into it, I found out that this stuff was real, that people were tapping into something in the spirit realm and they were reaching out and something on the other side was reaching back. And that piqued my interest as a teenager. Wow. That is crazy, knowing that all the movies out there today, you know? So, as you were interested, I understand you went to a guy's house down the road who is considered a warlock. 
and something happened that convinced you that this witchcraft power was real and that you wanted these powers for yourself. What happened? Yeah, that was the point where everything got real for me, where it tied up any loose ends. If there was anything out there, if anything was real, this right here, the situation that happened curved every appetite of any doubt. So what happened was I went over to his house and there was having a party and things like that. And I ended up taking a Nintendo game and some CDs from him. Mm -hmm. And I had it down the street at a friend's house and we were hanging out over there and somebody walked inside with the things that I stole from the gentleman. They walk in and they hand it to him. And at this party, there was maybe six or seven other older gentlemen that I'd never seen before, all of them wearing all black, all of them older. They look at each other and said, okay, we know what we got to do. They stand up. And I thought we were about to get jumped because there was gang affiliation there. Mm. So they ended up walking to the back. I looked at my cousin. I said, we got to go right now. And he didn't know what was going on. He didn't see it. He said, no, we're going to hang out. We're just going to stay here. Everything's fine. I said, no, we got to go now. So we get up and we walk outside and I get this guy who was out there talking to some people around his car to bring us down the road to give us a ride over to my girlfriend's parents' house. And we were going to try to sneak in her treehouse and sleep there for the night because we were actually staying with the warlock. Mm. And so we were waiting there and there was this light going back and forth through the yard. And I thought it was her dad out there with a flashlight looking around. But we watched that light for about 45 minutes until it just floated up and disappeared. It almost like mesmerized us for this entire time waiting for it to go away. And about that time, we walked around the edge of the bushes to start to run. And all of a sudden, the wind blew and this entity appeared. And I tried to explain what it looked like. It looked like an eight-foot-tall camel that was pitch black. It ran past us. It screamed. It knocked me and my cousin down to the ground. And when it passed us up, it disappeared. We ran as fast as we could to the treehouse. And come to find out, the warlock and his friends, they ended up putting a protection spell on their belongings to bring back anything that was stolen or anything that was taken away from them, that these spirits would go out and get it and bring it back. And these are what is known in the occult as elemental spirits. So Hmm. after I seen that in that light, even though it was very scary, this is what let me know that, hey, there's something else on the other side that maybe I can tap into. Maybe I can put a protection spell on my belongings and maybe I can make contact with something out there greater than myself. Mm. And so that right there began like a downward spiral of going even deeper and deeper and deeper into the occult and practice and ritual by myself. Mm, Wow. So as you're getting deeper into the practices of the occult, You're getting involved with tarot cards, doing seances, placing curses on people. What was that like? Yeah, so as a troubled teen, I was getting into the occult, getting into more of the dark, sinister things. But in a sense, they tried to present themselves as something beautiful. But I was a troubled teen, so I was still in gang involvement. I was still stealing from people, still getting in the fights, but mixing the occult in with it. So Hmm. here is this troubled teen reaching out to something, and I was just an open candidate for anything out there to mess with. So I was blurring the lines, and I was having the you know, the negative consequences that came with my lifestyle. So when I did open up these particular doors through meditation and trying to open up my mind to really any spirit that wanted to come through, Mm. and that's what I would do is I would get all of these different books, all of these different arts, and I would mix them all together, just almost begging 
something to come through. I would try to summon demons out of the satanic Bible. I would read the names of different fallen angels and try to make contact Uh because I wanted to see them. I wanted them to appear before me. And so I would do those things and these enchantments. And I opened up my mind to some things without having any type of protection or knowing anything about what I was doing. And needless to say, these things ended up coming through. And the pain that I was going through internally was manifesting in my life. And I began to see spirits all the time, hear voices when I was at home by myself. And the wind would blow and I would hear what sounded like children whispering. Mm. And I would try to get other people involved in this. And we would open up our home and do seances and stuff like that. And just really having this leadership characteristic about myself where people would flock to whatever I would do. And so we were preaching out of the Satanic Bible People would come to listen. If we were doing good things, people would come to help. But in this situation, we definitely focus on a lot of the dark things in my life. And, you know, needless to say, I found myself in a place that I didn't want to be and, and hearing all of this stuff and seeing these spirits and really at the place of rock bottom. Wow. That is scary. Where you're hearing spirits you no longer wanted to hear. You're seeing things you no longer wanted to see. That would be pretty tormenting. Let's stop there. I want to hear how you got set free from all of this, Derek. So we will see you on our next show for sure. That's awesome. Definitely. Hold on. Nothing is over yet. I want to talk more to you about this right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's interesting how Derek got into really bad witchcraft by simply initially just wanting a more supernatural life, a life where he could do and have special powers. That's exactly what witchcraft and Satanism can try to offer someone, which is power that comes from a place of darkness. And I know that witchcraft is not just some mythical thing. I know that there's a reason ancient writings from the Bible tells us to avoid these things, because they do something to us, as you're hearing Derek's testimony that he started hearing voices uncontrollably and seeing things he didn't want to see because the spiritual realm of darkness was taking over. It is written in Leviticus 19.31, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. According to the Bible, witchcraft and Satanism defiles you. What does it mean to be defiled? It means to make oneself unclean. Now look at this. Interestingly, Jesus always described demons and dark beings as unclean spirits. Witchcraft and Satanism is like a portal to another world. And yes, there's power, but it is harmful to you. 
You know, when you think about unclean, if we talk about that in a physical sense, almost like, you know, feces are unclean. And if someone was to be like covered in them, that is not a good thing. But this is what unclean means. And so unclean spirits are very toxic, dirty. They are damaging in the spiritual realm. And once they're there, there's no control anymore of what's going to go through your mind. We are to put those things away and cling to what is good, which is God, which is pure, which is his son, Jesus Christ. Where are you at with this? Have you dabbled into witchcraft and Satanism? Has this been affecting your life or maybe someone close to you? If so, I want to pray for you. And we want to rebuke every power that Satan has. Try to lay hold of your life or family members of yours. I want to pray for the power of God to come into your life, really for anyone. Father God, I'm praying right now for the person who's maybe dabbled into witchcraft or gotten into it. Right now, we break the power of the hold of the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord God, for your purifying power to come into our lives. And Jesus, you are the clean, pure, holy God. We open up our heart to you. Jesus, come in and clean house. Change everything from the inside out. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.